0: Oh, this episode of Cinema Swirl is brought to you as ever by our wonderful backers over at patreon.com forward slash cinema swirl. As this is a sequel swirl, you better believe we did a sequel swill. If you head on over to patreon.com forward slash cinema swirl now and join at that $5 OTP level, you'll get access to our review of Son of the Mask. If you know anything about that film, you know it definitely belongs in the swirl. I'll leave it at that. You would also get instant access to the entire back catalogue of Cinema Swirl and also some Q&A episodes that we did, various other bits and pieces of bonus content. If you want to find out more, head on over to patreon.com forward slash cinemaswirl. Right, ding ding, let's get swirling!
1: A swirl, your ladyships. It's episode number 86, <laughs> coming to you from the, the pristine garden party of Hollywood romping through all the delicate doily finger cut sandwiches of Hollywood movies that my OTP Sam Chaplin, hello, has not seen. It's me, your old pal Cowboy Kevin. How are you doing today, Sam? Are you excited for,
0: surprisingly, a sequel to our popular Sequel Swirl series? It's another Sequel Swirl Swirl. I'm fine, thank you, Kevin. I'm doing quite well. I would like to watch a Rocky film. We're gonna watch the fourth Rocky film. And it's on Prime! Prime. (laughs) (laughs) It's on Prime! It's on Prime! It's on Prime! We don't have to fucking rent it. We could just press the play and it's on because we've got the subscription.
1: Rocky we we have a, a rolling subscription of, yeah. in the hopes. What it is we do is we get a rolling subscription and we hope that the movies that you decide to vote for might be on there. Otherwise, it's off to the DVD shop for Sam and I.
0: <laughs> and I tell you what, I hope Rocky's going to be rolling with those punches because he is a boxer and he loves boxing and it's always a fun time. Yeah, I'm excited. This was a sequel Swirl vote. We also had what? Perennial runner-up loser
1: always <laughs> going the sequels and it was like, yeah. When are <laughs> you all gonna admit that you just
0: don't like Ghostbusters that much, it's fine. It's Look, all
1: right. Get Ghostbusters over it.
0: wasn't even in there this time. Because it, it's <laughs> <been> <laughs> such a <laughs> continuous loser.
1: Ghostbusters as a franchise, which has really kind of earned its like UK at the Eurovision stripes in recent <laughs> years, it feels like. Like, we're not even going to bother putting it in, and we'll all feel nilpwa. You'd only get upset, though, if we put it in, wouldn't you? So you just get upset. It was tough at
0: the top, but also tight at the top. Tight at the top. So we had Indiana Jones, the third one with Sean Connery, and we had Back to the Future Part 3, which has been in votes a few times now. Mm. And I don't know whether that, much like Ghostbusters, is going to end up being put out to pasture, never to be seen of again. I don't know. We'll probably end up coming back to Back to the Future, but it's been a while, and it never wins, so... You know, But, oh boy, it was tight at the top. Get this, folks. It's been so
1: long and you've dragged your feet so much about Back to the Future 3 Mm. that I actually watched it myself a couple of months ago. No. And I made all sorts of hilarious observations (coughs) and none of you are going to know anything about it. Just me there now
0: nodding to myself knowingly. I mean, imagine if I'd done that. If I'd watched (laughs) the film. If I just thought, ah, come on, I'm going to just watch it. But I don't do that out of respect for this podcast because you've
1: not seen them there's something very beautiful because something dies every time you see a movie that you've not seen
0: before you know and it's a very beautiful thing you know and i don't want to spoil that incredibly tight at the top between indiana jones and this rocky four there were at time of recording three votes in it we had to defer our recording by a week and
1: Mm. it seems that in that week rocky succumbed to indie and then re—I was going to say recom, which doesn't sound good at all—but <laughs> it bounced
0: back, is what I'm saying. That's the important thing. Rocky rolled with the punches and he came out on top. He had a total recom and he's back. He's on the top and we're gonna watch Rocky IV, or as I like to call it, Rocky Ivy. Now, have I nicked that from Summer? That. I'm calling it Rocky Ivy. Is that something? It sounds fun. Like, you say it with, like, kind of a certain
1: charm and a twinkle Rocky in your Ivy. eye. Like, like you're going to go into someone's, like, hospital ward and start shaking. They're like, oh, ro- what movie is this starring Sylvester Stallone? It's a Rocky Ivy, boys and girls. I need my medicine. No, you need the jokes. Laughter
0: is the best medicine. <laughs> I've either nicked it from The Simpsons, Peter K, or my mum. A.K.A. The Usual Suspects. <laughs> One of those has said Rocky <laughs> Ivy, and I found it really funny, and I've called it Rocky Ivy ever since. Um, but we we're watching Rocky Ivy, a film which, Kevin, and we didn't do this on purpose, but let's pretend we did, had a director's cut released this month. Really? Yeah. yeah I yeah. like
1: incidental synergy. It makes our actual synergy seem even better by comparison. I do enjoy that. Now, I'm trying to recall here, you know, not too many spoilers, obviously, mm. that lie ahead. When you say Rocky triumphed and came out on top, I mean, like, you were, it felt like you went and you watched the movie, whatever me but we've done three rocky movies before and i'm afraid yes. that my memory of the last one we did was kind of greatly influenced by the fact that the audio of rocky 3 came uh. out subpar and i hold my hand up and say that was my fault and i apologize yep. for that and as a result i can't remember much about any of the rocky movies as it pertains
0: to how you got on other than i know you liked the first one a lot Well, so the first one we reviewed on episode 11 of Cinema Swirl back in the heady days of March 2015. That's how long ago we watched. fucking babies we were. (laughs) Rocky, my voice was much lower even then. Oh no, David Cameron's got a working majority. (laughs) Because <laughs> it's 2015, <laughs> baby. Anything can happen. Uh, Rocky 2, we watched much more recently in December 2018, and Rocky 3, October 2019.
1: Okay, so we gave it a miss this past year going around. Yes. Yeah. Coming back for fourth helping of Rocky, what did you give? Do you remember your star white brains?
0: I do. I've done my research. Rocky 1, four and a half. Rocky okay. 2, four. Rocky Ooh. 3, Four. Okay. Rocky Four. Three? Three? <laughs> I don't know how works. Like,
1: look, yeah. I know there's mathematicians listening. I know it's not quite a sequence, but Jesus Christ, we're almost there now. That felt like we were about. I, it feels like it's almost like pointless to watch this movie because this could be fill itself out. Look, they'd also complete it at this point, wouldn't they? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I, I'm guessing, and I've not listened back to the full episodes. Cards on the table, hands on the table, cards and hands everywhere. I haven't listened back, so but I feel like we've talked a lot about Sylvester Stallone and about Rocky and about the kind yeah. of plot of Rocky and his little mate Adrian. I think that's all covered ground. And really, what I'm expecting from this is more Rocky. There's more just more Rocky. You know, more Rocky. But look, we had
1: Rocky the Challenger.
0: Yeah. Rocky
1: challenging again and becoming the
0: champ. Yeah.
1: Rocky the champ. Yes. And now Rocky. The chump. Because, like, if you remember Rocky 3, we came to the point where it's like, oh, we're having you beat bums and tomato cans. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, there are no more people, Paulie. You know. (laughs) (laughs) So, So, like, I was wondering where you think the Rocky story goes, given that we do have another Rocky movie after this, and then another, and then two Creed movies have come.
0: Refresh my memory. Is he on top of the world after Rocky Three, or has he? Yes. Has he been beaten? No. He. He. He was on top of the world and then he was
1: rocked off and then he got back on top of the back world on. by becoming right. super best friends with his former rival and they focused on him becoming light on his feet and changing his body and becoming a different kind of Rocky to beat the brute force of Clubberlang, yep. which he did. Yes. And that's pretty much it. As it pertains to the other characters, everyone was just sitting by and watching Rocky having a good time is what I'm saying. But like, yeah. I just want you to guess it's Rocky Four. We're in the heady 80s now. Where do you think Rocky's going? What's the story at this point? Well, I think one of them died, right? Mickey the trainer died, didn't he? Yeah, he's... Mick died because of the intensity of Clubber Lang. He was too much.
0: Too intense. Where's Rocky going to go from here? Well, he can only go... He's at the top, right? Yeah. He can either continue to be at the top or he can go down. Those are our two options for Rocky. He can't go further up. He's at the top. There's no status quo for Rocky. (laughs) I think he might go down again. I think there's going to be a, a new young challenger who's going to take him on and he's going to have to... Because he's, he's becoming the kind of grizzled old veteran at this point, isn't he? He's getting ah, on so a bit. so you
1: think it's going to be him versus some young punk kid, is yeah. that it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know anything about, about his rival in this movie, who he faces? It's not Hulk Hogan or Mr.
0: T anymore. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who you else know. is involved. No. Who would you have rocky face, you know, at this point? A different face. What type of a
1: character? Because he's, he's faced some intense individuals, but he's also faced, obviously, you know, Apollo Creed, very silver-tongued individual as well. So what type of a rocky matchup are you after?
0: Now, I think in a boxing match within the four sides of a boxing ring, Mr. Blobby would be an absolute wild card. <laughs> I don't know what kind of fighter you're going to get. Yeah, I don't know what would happen if you hit him, because he would just be like... Would it go in? He
1: he he does. He looks soft, doesn't he? Yeah. Would he just crumple? (laughs) On the topic of Mr. Blobby, something I found recently is an absolute deluge online of paparazzi pictures of the man who performed as Mr. Blobby leaving his London flat with the Mr. Blobby suit in a massive big tarp. (laughs) And every time it's just like a regular lad with a big black fucking body bag behind him going,
0: huh? And like, ah, we got him. He's not actually Mr. Blobby, is he? What's Noel going on about? That's who I want Rocky to fight. But not the bloke, not the bloke the in man. the suit, not, or, or, you know, the bloke who has custody of Mr. Blobby. I want Mr. Blobby in there fighting, and I think he'd be a. But you speak of that, but your know,
1: Blobby would, would use tricks like the custard, as you said, the custody yeah. attacks of Mr. Blobby. He would, he would, <laughs> he'd
0: resort to that, wouldn't he? Oh, boxing tricks. There'd be gunge everywhere, custard everywhere. It
1: is. They they fill your boxing glove full of gunge, so it's
0: it's much heavier when you punch (laughs) him with it. Like it was the mercury of its day. (laughs) That's what I want. I don't I don't know who Rocky's facing, but I I I'm fully expecting just more of the rocky goodness i
1: mean you like rocky so far i mean it's it's always been a romp and i will point out in advance this is a lean mean 90 minute movie and Ooh. if you can say it in 90 minutes please fucking say it thank you very yes, much please i yes. like that a please. lot this is a lean mean rocky movie and i'm not just saying that because he cut weight in rocky three so we've got a lot to look forward to but before we go toe to toe with sylvester stallone's toes why don't we look into the mailbag
0: Welcome to the mailbag. Now, I'm going to do something interesting with the mailbag, but first off... Oh, is it, is it?
1: You're going to play a boxing bell when you open the mailbag. <laughs> ding, ding. Okay.
0: Thanks, as ever, for your all your messages into cinemaswirl at gmail.com. That's cinemaswirl at ding.com. And our first message, ding, ding. I'll put ding, the sound ding. effect in. Oh, I like it, I like it. <laughs> or, or, or I'll just leave us saying ding, ding, which is much more fun. <laughs> Comes in from Charlie. Now, I don't often read out the subject lines all the time in these, but I think this one is important. Because, frankly, some of them, you'd be shocked. I'll just (laughs) say, you'd be shocked. I'll leave it there. Subject line. Please explain this to me. I do not understand. That's a good subject line. <laughs> that's attention grabbing is what that is. Yeah, that you have our my attention
1: eye. now. Absolutely. Yes. I will say that's not generally the experience or the reaction that we hope to incite in our
0: podcast. No,
1: but... <laughs> <laughs> it's certainly something. It's distress of a sort.
0: Yes, and I'm sorry we've caused that, but let's get into it. Let's hash this out now, come on. I quite enjoy the podcast, as oh? I too have not seen many classic films. So I enjoy watching along with the show, experiencing this journey through the movie world, with both of you. Been listening since all the way back at episode one. So thank you very wow, much, Charlie. Oh, original. How about that? Now, my question is this. See, I'm American, so I don't always immediately get your local English and Irish references.
1: Thank you as well for, for saying English Different. and Irish. Because I've <laughs> gotten emails before going, what's all that English stuff you're talking about? I'm like, that's it. I'm not I'm replying to you, American, with an Irish accent in an
0: email. It's just two British lads reviewing films, am I right? That's what this podcast is. However, it simply isn't. No, it is not. However, Charlie writes, I like to think I am not stupid and can usually figure things out from context. And that's what we hope too, Charlie. I can work out that Tiffin is some sort of sad British pastry. <laughs> <laughs> Take uh, that. I understand that Ground Force is some sort of gardening-related <laughs> reality show.
1: Look, and if you don't know this... Don't even bother listening to
0: episode 12. All right, that's all I'm saying. I understand that Mark Commode, brackets commode, as in toilet, Kermode, is a film Ooh. critic that, that people don't like for one reason or another. <laughs> I'm glad we've created that perception of Mark Commode.
1: Like, he is honestly as close to a beloved film critic as you can get in this or genuinely any country. But shh,
0: he's a menace and we don't like him. He's the scourge of the airwaves, Sam, and I won't stand for any more. So Charlie writes, I am not stupid, or so I like to think. But please, for the love of God, what the fuck is a Bobby Dazzler? <laughs> you say it all the time, we and do. it has never once made sense. I googled I it. I said that on loads of podcasts <laughs> yeah. as well, God. I googled it, and it did not help. I've only ever heard it from Kevin and people who podcast with Kevin, which leads me to think that it's just a weird thing he says. <laughs> I am trying I've, to I've think. also never heard anyone point it out or react to it. Which leads me to believe that it is actually a common saying in the UK, which is just ridiculous. I assume it's a good thing. Is Bobby Dazzler some sort of national hero? (laughs) Please help me understand... I've been wondering this for literal years.
1: Well, you didn't live through the Dazzle Wars, you know, so uh, <laughs> Thanks, Charlie. you would have the same reverence. Well, Charlie, thank you very much for that. I will say, first and foremost, mm. it's a valid, valid query and, and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. always thought that when we say Bobby Dazzler, it's usually given supplemental, like, buttresses, like, that's a five-star Bobby Dazzler yeah. all-time classic. Like, it's a superlative, and I think that much is usually, like, it's not completely shrouded in mystery. But that being said, it's a bloke's name, which is obviously not your typical superlative. I can't genuinely remember the first time I heard it, but I will say this. I definitely didn't come up with that. You know, that's just something that, that's the phrase I heard when I moved to Lincoln in like twenty. 10 or 2011 and i really like it and i would say it a lot i like i said it long before we podcasted i'm pretty sure you and i we must have been saying that to each other when we were doing stand-up as well yeah. i swear that bobby dazzler was used
0: you know going long before this pod or other pods i think so although i'm not sure of the origin of it or what it means or where it's come from i feel like it's a, a, a an english thing british thing probably but maybe not i heard that And it
1: immediately made me think of, like, reading, like, Danny Champion of the World and all these other old-timey books where it's like, oh, that's proper wizard. And I just thought Bobby Dazzler sounded really, really funny. And I think around the time you and I were saying it was when we were, like, a little bit obsessed with the idea of, like, comedy in Blackpool and, like, the (laughs) comedy that came through Blackpool and still is in Blackpool. And I think... Describing a show as being, oh, it's a lovely, it was a Bobby Dazzler. Oh, like, a
0: proper Bobby Dazzler.
1: Like, I do recall you and I saying to each other, if we got on well, that that was a Bobby Dazzler of a performance. And yes. I think we used that when we were in stand-up you know, groups and describing it to each other. So yeah. it's just a fun
0: phrase, I think, but I don't, I don't claim any ownership over it. I don't think either of us, Charlie, know what it actually. We know what it means when we say it. The context, it, it means a good thing, a successful good. That was great. It's a real Bobby Dazzler. It was about It's like thing.
1: something Bob
0: Mortimer would
1: say. Like yeah. you know, this is a kind of like if you told me that that was like a long-standing thing they say in the West Midlands in the UK, I'd be like, absolutely, sure they do.
0: You know, But I don't know who Bobby Dazzler is. Could be a person. It could be a Dazzler that is Bobby. Bobby could be an adjective. That is a... Oh, that's a Bobby Dazzler, that.
1: I am shocked that he Googled it and he got nothing, because I think Mm. every time I've said that, in the back of my mind, I was like, well, this makes sense. I'm sure if you don't know it, you could Google it, and it'll be like, oh, "Oh, yeah, old men in pubs use that to describe chips they've had in a past life.
0: So... (laughs) Over on Cinema Swill, we reviewed Sweeney Todd, The Demon Barbara, Fleet Street. And I was pondering why... Why? why um, would you bring that up? Why? <laughs> I was pondering why. Red and white twirly stick thing. You know, mm-hmm. a, like a candy cane spiral going up and up and Barbara's up. And, like, swirling pole, around. Barbara's pole, Sam. Why does that mean you can get your haircut here? And I googled that. And I found the answer, and I read the answer, but I didn't understand the answer, you know? There is an answer. did, did, did we not get correspondence? I'm pretty sure someone yeah. told us in the comments on
1: Patreon that it was... It's a, to do with blood? Yeah, the fact that it used to be a place where you could get medical procedures or bloodletting was done here, so that was like...
0: So uh, you <laughs> get, But then why would you have a twiddly stick that means bloodletting, anyway? What, you ever try let out blood in the 1800s? It goes fucking everywhere. Jesus. Sometimes you can Google an answer to something and you read the answer and you're still none the wiser afterwards, even though you have been told the answer. So I think the answer to who or what is Bobby Dazzler is out there, but I don't think you've missed any important context. You you can read it as a positive thing, I think. It's not a negative thing.
1: Bobby Dazzler, it's taken us now a moment just to reflect on our use of that word of that pair of words and if you know hey if there's actually a a man
0: called robert dazzler out there (laughs) oh robert dazzler is nice robert dazzler Dazzler, you know that's like a 80s wrestler name yeah for sure
1: well yeah let us know but that's you know what i will say though because mm. I've done some other podcasts recently where, you know, there's been bibliographies of British terminology and whatnot, yeah. which I think we take for granted. You know, at, at least half of our audience, if not slightly more, comes from beyond these aisles. Yeah. So if there is ever anything we say, English or Irish, or just bollocks, as Bobby Dazzler <laughs> may turn out to be. Do let us know. We're always happy to... Because I'm sure I use words incorrectly every single day. And if we can help you out in any way, we're more than happy. cinemaswirl at gmail.ding.
0: That's cinemaswirl at gmail.ding. And also, congratulations, Charlie, and indeed all non-British and Irish listeners for figuring out some of the wild stuff that we say. It's reminded me, like, oh, there are some deep references to...
1: And you've made it here now, haven't you? Yeah. And you know what? As a nice thank you to the Americans you've got a chance this year to vote for your favorite Christmas American movie that you oh, all yes. like. Yeah. And that will be available at facebook.com slash cinemaswirl. The big vote is going down. It's yep. going to be head to head Britain versus America. That's right. World War Two, part two. It's coming.
0: So look out for that over at facebook.com forward slash in as well. Now, Kevin, the the interesting thing I'm going to do with the mailbag is that we've had a lot of all-night disco correspondence recently. So
1: much. And you know what? Every time I get that email, it literally makes my day better because I feel like I'm getting a new clue every time. And it's like, the clues are coming in from, like, we had correspondence from all over the goddamn world, it feels like, with regards to this. And some of it, very, very close to Nottingham as well. (laughs)
0: Yeah, But you know what? A different kind of ding I think I might call time on All Night Disco related correspondence. And in tribute to all of the great stuff we've had in, I mean, I'm not probably I'm sure it can still come in.
1: But look, like, <laughs> all I'm saying is he, he can call time on it, but if there's like a really fucking amazing mind-blowing yeah. thing, you run right through time. It's a lock-in at that point.
0: But I've got a big blowout of emails to read out here because there's some fabulous yes! details. So I'm just going to go through them. Apologies to the people who sent these in. I might skip over a few bits and bobs or we might go quite quick through them. But there is some fascinating stuff in all of these.
1: And these are all precious to us as well. I hope you know yes, that. Yes,
0: yes yes thank you so much for all of these jay writes all right boys i've just listened to the dirty dancing episode and the repeated mention of overnight disco has awoken memories within me that I was unaware i possessed i'm not from anywhere near nottingham central scotland if you must know okay all right this is a viable data point i like in it but my town had a similar thing now this wasn't run by the school it was instead run by a youth center mm. it was called a lock-in Okay. Children between the ages of 11 through 14 were physically locked inside the youth centre overnight with an ongoing eternal disco. The only people of authority were volunteer employees of the youth centre whose ages generally ranged 16 to 18. I never went to one of these myself. I'm glad you didn't, Jay. As the degree of social interaction for that extended period of time filled me with dread. But it definitely happened semi-regularly in my town. That's more horrific than my all-night disco thing. That they had a youth center lock in with just like just teens and kids. Because, like, when I was in
1: boarding school and I was in dorms my first four years in boarding school, that we would be supervised by other kids, you know, older students. And yeah. some of them were the dirt worse because they would just take it as an opportunity to, you know, it's it was the fucking Stanford experiment, I guess. Like, you know, give people power over their prisoners, they're gonna act a little bit different. Some were fine. But like some of the stuff that happened was absolutely bananas and could only happen when children are in charge of other fucking children. But at least that was in the same building, you know, four or five stories down and three or four hectares across. There would have been a teacher
0: there. Yeah. They weren't
1: locked no in adults. the room either. <laughs>
0: jesus jake that sounds like absolute chaos and i hope it's not happening anymore so thank you for that amy writes Lads, I've been loving all the mailbag chat about all-night school discos, and although I don't have a dance-a-thon to add to the mix, it's stirred up a middle school memory of my own that involved out-of-hours middle school fun.
1: Let me guess, it's an all-night homework
0: club. <laughs> Yay! I grew up in Oxford in the 90s slash 2000s, and when I was in year seven-ish, my middle school, <laughs> in retrospect, unfortunately named Isis Middle School. Uh-oh, oh dear oh do they have to do that like the dog
1: from Downton Abbey and they had to like get rid of the school then like when it was like sorry it's not popular anymore we'll have to take him around back like <laughs> I took the dog Isis to my man of murders to kill him
0: <laughs> oh for a long time in Nottingham there was a nightclub called Isis that was just had just been abandoned and just stood there with this massive sign on it that said Isis very sad very weird
1: Isis <laughs> joined the caliphate of a great night out <laughs> Yeah. Caliphate, more like Calamate, am I right? <laughs> I'll
0: stop now, I'm sorry. The middle school staged a 24 hour basketball marathon from, cool. s- <laughs> from 6 a.m. on Saturday to 6 a.m. on Sunday. The idea was enough. 6 a.m. on yeah. Saturday. There would be a constant stream of 20-minute basketball games going on for the whole time with enough kids and different teams.
1: Can you just imagine the noise of, like, a thousand basketballs all going at once at six in the morning on a Saturday? (laughs)
0: Amy writes that the, the issue was, because this was roughly 2001, health and safety and student welfare wasn't quite at the peak that it is today. Students who weren't playing basketball at any given moment could just have free reign of the whole school. So people were running riot in this science lab. I'm going to say it right now. It would have been
1: fucking easy to be a teacher back then. You
0: could do any yeah. old fucking shit. So 24-hour basketball marathon, that's great stuff.
1: That's, aw- that's so horrible. I can't believe that was a thing.
0: It's literally the loudest sport you could play for 24 hours as well. (laughs) I mean, so Sam has written in, not me, to say that Sam spent a year living in California with some family. During this time, my then 18-year-old cousin graduated from high school. I was invited to the ceremony, which was every bit how you imagined it. He didn't choose to go to his prom, but he opted for a grad all-nighter event, which was held at Disneyland in Hollywood.
1: Sorry, okay, this does sound made up at this point. Yeah. I was in California, we went to Disneyland in and Hollywood. There all night. <laughs> Russell Crowe was there and said I was cool and gave me a Dreamcast.
0: Yeah, right. So apparently all the rides were open. There was free food and heavily discounted grad night merch. A whole bunch of Californian schools all there, all overnight. The park at its capacity. I mean, that just sounds... Uh, the tickets were very expensive apparently but yeah that I would say they'd like have
1: it. to be but then again for the children of the oc anything is possible i know this because once a week i watch an episode of the oc when i'm waking up on sunday morning and i'll go jesus i'll go jesus the excess and they haven't even graduated yet so we'll find out i guess we'll, we'll find out
0: more north american nonsense here andrew gives us an account of
1: oh i was in hollywood for my graduation and they made a new movie starring me and
0: my friends so this is about and then we got to, <laughs> then we got to go to the premiere so there's some information here about band camp and that kind of thing so the people who played in, in in the band
1: sorry this is band camp not where the music of Cinema Swirl is available to download which you this can is, I think
0: still download
1: <laughs> you download. can still do this is a camp for band students is what we mean yes and what we mean band students those who play music not those students
0: who, who have been unfortunately banned from been, been cancelled because of their hateful student views yes so it wasn't a sleep away camp um, apart from the last day uh, and on that last day that sleepaway day they they play some pranks now the, the one bit I just want to mention from this I'm sorry Andrew for skipping over your story as good as it is we are kind of having to go through these at a rapid pace I remember that we spray painted the band field and someone brought a toilet bracket unused for us to put in the middle of the field so they're, they're, that's they're so prank. American we'll just do this <laughs>
1: Dude! We put we put a toilet in the middle of the homecoming uh. game. Do you know what they did in my school? They let the air out of the housemaster's tires and tried to egg the
0: principal's house. <laughs> We didn't have toilets to be well, put in places, did we? There's some of that kind of stuff here, but the thing that really caught my eye was we just put a toilet in the middle of the field.
1: Did you all break into song and dance then when you did that? Because I've watched some high school stuff and I, be- I believe that's usually oh. what happens in those cases.
0: They said they were driving around town, going to like the band director's house at 2am to play instruments loudly on the front lawn, that kind okay, of stuff.
1: You right. know, high school now, hijinks. What we started off with here was a discussion about all night confinement of children and that was very very innocently enough and you've spoiled it now with your chat of teenage hijinks which is not what this was you're literally talking about being a teenager in a car doing whatever you want we were talking about teenagers in a fucking gym who aren't able to do what they want unless what they want to do is dance all night and every day
0: (laughs) okay final one here and we're going to wrap this all up. There was a bit of this that, that I really enjoyed, and I'm going to go through it. Uh, Mike has written this. <laughs> That's usually following on, usually implying there that there was a bit of it
1: that you really didn't like, and we'll just <laughs> pretend. All,
0: all of these emails are great, but I'm just like kind okay. of cutting to the chase a little bit. I'd email in to tell you about how my secondary school handled something similar to the all-night disco. Though not an all-night affair, every year at our school, we had something that we called the Maradam. Maradan. M- Maradan? Brackets. Think marathon and dance. Now uh, Maradance the thing, is right there. The thing there is that dance-athon is an established thing that people say. But this Maradan. This school went for Maradan, which just I mean I, look, well, like, I love the creativity. Why thing. would you shorten dance to dan? It's still one syllable. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So Maradan really tickled me. Um it, it, was a, it was a twelve hour school disco held between one PM and one AM. Hey, are you are you donating to
1: that telethon now? Nah, I'm saving my money up for the Maratel instead.
0: That's uh where my money's going. But it was a charity thing, and for geographical triangulation purposes, this was in Gainsborough, Lincolnshire, which is just over an hour away from Nottingham. So some of this kind of thing is happening in other places.
1: We're passing the county lines. I feel we got, yeah, we got a full picture there, Sam.
0: Thank you so much for all of your information about all-night discos, all-night various school band High school events.
1: That would be the fairest way to classify all what we've received as information Mm. because we have run the gamut from literally children kept under the supervision of children, under lock and key, to just fucking American graffiti, is that's what was going on there, and some of those. So. Thank you very much The case is closed for now Yes It feels like it was something that was a thing But all the examples are so disparate And everyone's
0: admission it seems to be That they all felt kind of wrong In one way shape or form <laughs> It's a it's very early 2000s thing to have happened I think is the, is the consensus If
1: ever there was anything that schools would want to scrub From the internet and youth clubs Well most of those youth clubs have been defunded And don't exist anymore yep. And isn't it probably better Because they'd have a scandal on their hands now
0: If they were still around but we're brave enough to bring those stories to the fore and present them here on a podcast about films
1: <laughs> exactly which is what the people came to see sam yeah we've just went fucking five rounds with the deep state conspiracy of cross-country all-night <laughs> maradans so now it's time for a marabox let's go do a sequel swirl Ding that dong. We're back with uh, Rocky four and the continuation of the great story and saga that we saw in Rocky three. Oh my good God in heaven. What a fun time I had. How did you get on, Sam? Initial gut reactions to the
0: fourth Rocky film. It's a film full of montages. It's not a real film. The whole thing <laughs> is a 19 minute montage. But it's oh. great. I enjoyed it. I don't think that it's bad because it's more of the thing that we love. A bit of Rocky. Fucking A. I couldn't
1: have put it better myself. That is such a, like... In the (laughs) nicest way possible. (laughs) This, I felt, like a slap in the face to the other Rocky movies because it feels the other Rocky movies tried really hard to be like, hey, it's not just montages and boxing here. We got a heart to this. We got a fucking story. Sylvester Stallone's a much better writer than he's ever been given credit for. There's nuance. There's character. And this is basically saying, ah, yeah, but this is what people probably stereotyped Rocky as being when it wasn't. And now it
0: is. It's filled it down to its core elements. And it's just pushed those to the forefront. And I honestly don't mind it. <laughs> I thought I did at some points. But... Yeah, why? Why did that not like, because I feel like we've watched other
1: movies where they've done like, I, I know we've, we've done the whole Star Wars saga and the prequel saga yeah. over on Patreon. And we've all, you know, often talked about how maybe they lose the run of themselves a little bit. But this feels like borderline parody and yet you weren't upset. And I know you
0: liked Rocky from those wipe ratings. So what's going on? So the reason why I wasn't upset And I don't know if you've ever seen this interview with Quentin Tarantino, where he's being asked about violence in movies. And he's like, why did you put so much violence in... He's like, it's just so much fun, Jan. (laughs) He's talking to a woman called Jan. (laughs) But I enjoy... I just had fucking fun watching Rocky. Like, I can't... This film has its issues, sure. But... I did not feel bored. I had a good time. I enjoyed it. I feel like we're at the end of the episode, but like I had a great time with Rocky. Look, for a movie that I could
1: generously advertise as being 65% new footage, <laughs> I have a funny feeling this won't be a particularly long day at the office somehow.
0: <laughs> Look, I had a good time. I mean, we get Eye of the Tiger straight up as we start like that appreciate
1: the continuity I like the exploding gloves I like the recap previously on AMC's The Rocky it was always very much like my hand is being held yeah if you start where the last one ended and it has this nice kind of, it's basically the movie equivalent of what it's like listening to this podcast nonstop as you go to bed, basically. I know there's people who do that and you've got the same start and the same end every yep. time and it makes nice and it. Rocky's pretty much the same. I think if I could guess one franchise I could watch entirety in a day full of Christmas and or festive dinner it would probably be the Rocky movies I think I could easily
0: do them all yeah I reckon so it's a very bingeable movie (laughs) series. I really loved the boxing gloves kind of spinning around on a black background like they're the fucking Mastermind Trophy. That was fun. I can't remember if that was from the last movie or not.
1: Do you think that it was, uh, just from your opinion, did you find the movie particularly, what's a nicer word than jingoistic? But like, I think a lot of people at the time took it as like, Rocky's being used as a political tool to beat the Soviet Union over the head with the Cold War. And I was wondering like, obviously not being American or Russian, Mm. if it affected your viewing of it at all, if you thought that it kind of colored this in any way you know i've always wanted the politics to be left out of it but rocky basically <laughs> boxed politics in this movie
0: he boxed politics i guess it might be more effective if i was watching it at the time of initial release, you know. But now that sort of seems like fairly distant and historical, even though it's not that long ago. But you know, I know, know but what I the mean.
1: Cold War can't help but feeling quaint by comparison to modern wars and problems. Yes. You know? Yeah. There's something about ah the Cold War, you this know just
0: quite quaint, you know? It's fine. <laughs> yeah.
1: One of those nice cottage wars, you know, the good old days, you know? And then Britain like, we can do it too, let's have the Falklands War. No, not like that, you big Egypts. You're not meant to do any fighting. It's implied.
0: Oh, my God. So I love previously on Rocky. I loved it on the last film and I think the one before. But yep. they've literally just played, like, the last scene from Rocky Three in its entirety. And they it goes all the way through, not even in montage form this time. They're oh, just, no, the whole goddamn thing. The scene is in there. And then originally in Rocky Three, right, it's Rocky and Apollo. And they're having a little match privately, like ding ding ding. They're actually saying ding 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 ding, 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 to ring. Yeah, it's fun. And like they're setting in their scores privately. They've got respect for each other. And then they go to do the first punch, and it freeze frames. I thought what they were going to do was like keep going after the freeze frame. And now we're into Rocky. Ivy. But no, it's it literally just, they just put the last scene from the last film. The whole thing.
1: They just, yeah, okay, well Sam, you don't understand right, because that was four minutes of the runtime. They just Sylvester Stallone's back was against the wall because the Rocky manga couldn't keep pace with the Rocky anime, so he had to <laughs> slow it down, didn't he? Put in old footage, oh. lengthy sequences, you know. They cut out of this version of the movie we saw, the five minute scene where he's just charging up before his fight with Drago, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's probably worth pointing out at this point because you've already hit on like several things that longtime series aficionados apparently had massive issues with, including mm. none other than Rocky himself, Sylvester Stallone, that is. Yep. And there is a new version that has just come out, which we have absolutely nothing to do with. And no. was the furthest thing from our mind when we we're releasing this. But uh, this new version does away with a lot of stuff like that. Oh. It removes 40 minutes of footage and puts in around 40 minutes of less recycled footage <laughs> right okay there's still montages and stuff allegedly but it's punctuated with like things like strange new ideas like dialogue and you know <laughs> i mean
0: it'd be interesting to see character development and stuff i'm not in a rush to watch it I get but the thing with the montages, i don't really mind it but i think i felt you know if you buy like a burger from like a cheap burger van you yes. know you're not getting nutritional value and you're not really getting like a hundred percent best of british beef But it still fucking tastes good. You're still, like, enjoying the taste of the burger.
1: And you can't deny the flavour of the movie as such. No, you you know. I'm full. (laughs) we're always going to have the issue here it's the observer effect but it's a film podcast thing that when you're watching a movie but you're also conscious of the fact that you're reviewing the movie you're going to talk about the movie but because of the sheer quantity of montages and dialogue free fight scenes this was probably the most notes taking friendly movie we've ever watched it was basically like the film podcast equivalent of having aim assist on or something like that I felt like half of my job was being done for me in this movie where Rocky's like Hey, yo... You, you could talk about one of the nine lines of dialogue
0: Ivan Drago has. You know? <laughs> Thanks, Rocky. <laughs> You've got all the time in the world to write that down. Very cute that Rocky Jr. Who I th- is he called Rocky Jr.? He is Rocky Jr., isn't he? <laughs> Rocky. Look, uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, whatever. I think so. Rocky Jr. However. He's got like a JVC video camera. And I really enjoyed the cuts between regular footage and kind of 80s and 90s black and white shaky cam footage of Rocky. Yes. I thought that was, you know, fun. And I like Rocky's hash as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was all fun. I'm like, oh, Rocky's, you know, getting nice gifts for everyone. But then, so, all right, here we go. Rocky has bought Paulie, his brother-in-law, a legitimate functioning birthday robot oh to my be God. the comic yo, relief character. Yo, happy Paulie birthday! I bought you,
1: uh, <laughs> I bought you a robot. Hey, you know, I wish I had one of these when I was growing up. You know, I could you know, t- make it tell jokes. You know, type them in. Happy birthday, Bobby. All right, look, I'll tell you one thing right now. I am currently, and have been for the past six or so months, tragically, without any sort of a record-playing device in my house. And, and, you know, as someone who often spends time on this podcast talking about how much I love the various scores and soundtracks, and many of them are now part of my collection, I felt very, very strongly about owning the Rocky Four soundtrack. Oh, fucking good. Oh, my... Right, if anyone listening at home wants mm. to know the exact type of music that I want to listen to from now until I die. It's the music the robot does when he comes out. It's just, <laughs> so it's good. so good. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. And it's all cuss from the director's cut version. They take away the robot music. All gone. Robot gone. No robot, which means no love interest for Polly. Right? No secondary, <laughs> no secondary <laughs> character development.
0: The robot's gone in the director's cut. Go take out the
1: robot. 100%. And you know shit. what I like as well? The guy who voiced the robot is also yeah. the same person who designed and built the robot. He's actually a robotics dude from oh, over great. in... Yeah, for over around the way. And I read some interviews of him saying that he, he said he was disappointed, but he understood why the robot was not in the movie. So there you go. I want the movie all about the robot. I'm enjoying the yes, robot. Yes, please. I want Rocky to fight the robot. Or... Rocky's brain to be put in the robot and it to fight another robot. Look,
0: you know what happens in Rocky 5, Rocky 6, Creed. (laughs) I don't yet know. So that could still, for me, be a possibility.
1: right, I'll tell you right now, Rocky 5 is basically slipping through the cracks. I don't know what to do with it because if we put Rocky 5 here in the main feed, people will probably balk. If we put it over on Cinema Swill, people will also probably balk. So I'm not entirely sure when the best time to do Rocky 5 is. So all I'll tell you is that obviously... The robot takes up the mantle of Rocky and has to go through the whole business. And yep. he's like, Mickey, why did you put my bags on Skid Row? Does not compute. <laughs> and it's very, very, very interesting. Your tin can.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Poorly when he gets this robot. It's saying like, I wanted a sports car, not a walking trash can. Which is really setting us up for this thing of like, have you seen the trend of like dads who said they didn't want a dog? And then it cuts to them, like, cuddling with this dog and having a good time with the dog. We're setting us up here for, like, oh, he doesn't want a robot. He doesn't like a robot. We know by the end of the film he'll be madly in love with this fucking robot.
1: You know? Obviously. It's, it's, lo- yeah. it's love at first sight is basically what I can say. And Adrian with the cutting vibes where she's like, well, we got it for you, Paulie, because you ain't got no friends. <laughs> and like, All right, like, mate? Also...
0: <laughs> tensions in the rocky mansion very harsh i mean it is a fully functioning working actual conscious aware of things happening robot it's not just a birthday bot like it's a full year-round bot in the rocky universe robot technology is beyond what it is now and it was that in the 80s as well Is what we're saying it's basically a, you know, your home assistant device that we won't say because people get angry when we say the name of it.
1: i tell you what I loved. I love Polly's cake. Okay, I was a bit obsessed with yep. it. Yeah. And I want this cake, this cursed cake for my birthday. No, not a cake, a picture of me on it. A cake with this ghoulish picture of like... <laughs> It basically looks like paulie has been... Quite a handsome guy. <laughs> yeah, he's been done up by a mortician that had it in for him somehow, where he's like, I gotta make him look like a ghoul.
0: Because <laughs> Paulie shorted and wronged him somehow. Speaking of cake, Rocky brings a cake up into his bedroom with his wife, which has a real strange Clips for Sale vibe to it. It's their anniversary in a week. It's been nine years, nine whole years. So he's got her a little celebration cake.
1: A couple of things about this. One, anytime that you get a gift on someone else's birthday, you're being managed somehow. (laughs) That's that's all I'll say. If you happen to, it's like, oh, it's someone's birthday and you find a gift in your lap. Someone thinks that you can't handle that, basically, Mm. is what they're saying to you. I would also say as well, I think that Adrian is probably the greatest casualty of this movie's, you know, shocking lack of dialogue. She's not a foregone conclusion, but when she's kind of like the big heart and soul of the original Rocky, and this has kind of happened in each Rocky movie subsequently... It just feels like she's less and less. And Mm. when you don't have that emotional weight and those moments where they're really together and it's sweet, she just feels like she's like, don't you go die, Rocky. And I don't think that's what Adrian's all about. I did think though, the few seconds that they had together during this scene was probably the sweetest bit in the movie where he's like, you know what I love? Is that
0: everything still seems so new. You know, after nine years. They're all cute. Oh, it's so nice. And him saying, uh, happy happy almost anniversary. It was like, yeah! that's... Oh, come on, that's cute. And like, Adrian, when she gets a, a chance in the previous film to do like quite big... You know, moments of dialogue—they're always good and they're always interesting. But in this film, mm. she definitely feels like a bit of an afterthought. Really,
1: look—if you're telling me I get to pick between the robot and Adrian, that's not fair. That's not a correct choice. Okay, yeah,
0: <laughs> I don't want to pick between Rocky's little mate and Paulie's little robot mate. <laughs> that, I don't want that to make that choice. All right,
1: can't they all just get along? I mean, come on. But look, I'll tell you what—you got to pick a side because the Russians are coming and it's the Cold War. Mm. And if, if you say that you're for the Americans, you're a son of a gun and. If if you say you're for the Russians, you're a son of a gun. So it's a, it feels like you
0: can't say anything these days about the Cold War. I've been locked up in jail. Yeah, this fancy Russian boxer is making waves over in Soviet Russia. But those are in, like, unsanctioned amateur boxing bouts. You know, that don't mean nothing. I mean, the the waves
1: I want to see are the waves created by Apollo Creed's beloved dogs in his pool, which was fun until it became overwhelmingly apparent how unsanitary that must be. (laughs) I just want to hang
0: around in a big pool full of child's piss and dog shit. Yay! (coughs) Yeah, uh, Apollo's watching on, watching this Russian... Well, it's basically his wife just saying, like, he's great. He wants an exhibition match with Rocky Balboa. What you gonna do? And Apollo is furious in his little pool. I just want to... Make note of something here. The robot has a can of Pepsi light in its hand. So I fucking love this robot. That's great. It can play music. It can take calls. It can entertain children. What a great present.
1: I kind of feel like we need one around the house, like, just kind of take care of little things, you know? Maybe Sam wants a Pepsi light in a champagne
0: glass, you know? If a little robot brought me some Pepsi, I would not be upset about it,
1: you know? But I'd be like, yo, Sam, turn your robot down, you know? (laughs) Christmas is coming up. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Probably one of the reasons why I would like to see that director's cut eventually is because there's a lot of stuff here where I feel like they're just on the cusp of, like, making a very good kind of point or like showing you a bit of a bit of commentary but then they kind of like stop shy of it because you've got Rocky hanging out with a robot and then over with the Russians. <laughs> they're playing the boxing game from Shenmue to see who's got the strongest punch and that's like yeah. that ain't fucking around and I thought that there was potential you know they don't really show it as, as clear as they can that like the the attitude of you being on top of the hill is different from when you are you know Drago when he's he's in a whole different situation and apparently mm. in the Creed sequel and in the director's cut they do a few little bits where it's like oh you know there's more to Drago than this he's kind of been manipulated by this oppressive regime and just the state wants to use him but that's kind of pretty like you don't feel anything for this guy other than oh he's a big scary slab of meat and he talks a lot less than all the other boxers in rocky
0: <laughs> he's a big scary menace it's basically the the russian state just saying like showing off their basically fitbit technology going you know look our gear can track his steps his heart rate and even how long he's asleep for you know so we, we've got all these computers to show you how good our guy is what have you got Robots, well, actually, I'll have you know, <laughs> yeah, we've, got, uh, we've also got really sophisticated computer yeah, but, uh, technology, but we've we, wasted it,
1: yeah, we've wasted it on the poly appeasement services as opposed to
0: you know, sports science nutrition. That's what this film is about mismanaged use of technology. Rocky's just using it for fun.
1: Polly's figured out how to give his robot a girl voice, and he's like, Oh. Get a load of this. That's my goyle. He likes it, you know?
0: He already fancies her. And uh, Apollo, that's at the same time as Apollo talking about wanting to box Draco. And is <laughs> just in the background flirting with a robot. How do they cut this out of the director's cut? There's just literally bleeps and bloops going on in the background and whirs and just zzz. blurring and pixelating the robot. <laughs>
1: Did you notice, I always forget that we did actually review it on Patreon. We did do Mm. Popeye. Adrian was straight up dressed as olive oil here. She had the red cardigan with the nice kind of white pea collar and the long black dress. She was basically just olive oil here. And she's like, Rocky, Apollo, you can't fight them. You know, it made her seem like less of a voice of reason. And I felt like... They missed the kind of spirit of Adrian, I guess. At this point, she yeah. was meant to be a more gentle
0: presence than this. I thought she's just sort of whining, saying, "No, you can't do that. That's bad. Like, oh, shut up. We want to watch Rocky. We want to do more Rocky." Drago's wife does reference Popeye as well. Says, uh, oh. "How did he get so strong? Has he been using steroids?" And she's like, "No, he's like your Popeye. He ate his spinach every day." Yeah, yeah, but
1: he go. on he's he's on the gas though. But like, also the pump, drugs. yeah, yeah. <laughs> pumping him full of it. Like it's actually spinach is slang for steroids <laughs> over there. And they're, and they're, <laughs> yeah exactly oh yeah you want your spinach again are you so paulie in addition to having a new sexy robot also appears to be reading special erotic comics because he's like yo where's my nudie comics oh robot where's my hentai and he's like (laughs) it keeps you young (laughs) so you know
0: okay (laughs) still still as gross as ever
1: look you give paulie his sexy
0: robot or a body pillow. You can't go both in one movie. That's overkill. No. Apollo, he's making some great points about how, you know, he doesn't feel famous anymore now he's stepped out of the ring. You know, as soon as you step out, away from the boxing ring, no one's talking about you, you know? And he's he's been retired for five years. He wants to get back into it. He wants to, you know, show that he's still a tough guy. He's not taking no shit from no Russians. It's probably Apollo who has the most, like,
1: character... Yeah. development and kind of yeah. most kind of interesting character points because yeah it's the idea that you know from the outsider perspective it's basically like well you know Apollo needs the adulation of fans no more than like any high level athlete or entertainer or whatever he needs that reaction and like Rocky is totally the opposite he's cool with like fading out and be like hey we're just regular people now well, I'm okay just being here with a robot <laughs> and Apollo is like no like we may be in a house with a robot but we are not normal people we're a special class of warriors and all that so mm. I, I i like that kind of dynamic between the two and rocky's like inability to kind of get through and he can't he can't change and i think no. that's cool because he's older than rocky as well that's the idea is that rocky is the more mature one i guess even yeah. though he seemed like an idiot in the first movie and uh, of course they watch old tapes and joke about brain damage as
0: well because it's the 80s they're like
1: <laughs> look at that i gave you brain damage perfect <laughs>
0: stuff oh good stuff i always forget how funny stallone's rocky voice is because at go. this point he sort of mumbles his way into agreeing to train Apollo for this match and it's a kind of reversal of what we had last time yeah from very Rocky nice. Three. yeah yeah. Apollo's a fucking great talker in this kind of press conference booking this big fight I've
1: got one meta omni word to describe it Sam yeah. it's razzmatazz baby that's oh, all it, it is razzmatazz. It's fucking sick. razzmatazz. He's got the few pops he does at Drago. There are some lines in this, and I think this is one of the greatest compliments you can play a sports movie from the 80s. But yeah. like, there are lines in here that are so fucking good that no one has actually thought to nick them yet and use <laughs> them in like wrestling or UFC or, or, or modern boxing. I've retired more men than social security. Great stuff. Yeah. Brilliant. brilliant. Although he went a bit far, though, Sam. I thought that it was a bit much when he called him, and I quote, Comrade Big Mouth. <laughs>
0: oh! That's such a wrestling thing. <laughs> oh! There's a little bit where Drago's asked a question, but he doesn't answer it, he just remains silent. And Apollo's like, looks like his tongue didn't come through customs. I'm like, yes, oh, please, come more on, of that. thank you. Solid gag. If the boxing sparring is as good as this verbal jousting, then we're in for quite the exhibition. But Rocky and Adrian look tense during this. They're looking concerned. They're like, these lads are getting het up. They're getting, they're hyping themselves up. It's all going to end in tears. They can see how big
1: Drago is as well in person these fucking oh, big monsters big yeah. old Dolph Lundgren one of the stalwarts of 80s and then 90s and 90s straight to dvd slash video classics i have watched far too many Dolph Lundgren movies you know that i'm comfortable admitting but i think yeah. Dolph Lundgren will get his own chance in the sun over on the patreon page eventually oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: As, <laughs> at some point we will be seeing more from him he's got a very funny face because there's a really quick shot after the press conference that is just Drago pulling down a cardboard cutout of Apollo and then staring off into the distance with an expressionless face, that face freeze frames and then fades into the Las Vegas venue. For the There's fight.
1: some weird edits in this stuff. one. We got a few that yeah. In, in Rocky Three as well, but I mean, I guess it all goes to them trying to make it more of a snappier movie. But honestly, it feels like a really
0: good PowerPoint presentation at points, supposed <laughs> to an actual fucking movie. You know, I was expecting an actual star wipe at some point. Again, you know, more ticks in the box of this has fucking great music. Oh, that synth on the fight night. It's like yeah. I realized it was like
1: breathing, or it was like. <laughs> and it was all oh my god that was fucking so cool I genuinely loved it and you go from that into the
0: Tazza
1: of James Bryan singing Living in America I love it because you give Drago sensory overload because he's not yeah. in his home turf uh,
0: bright lights dancing girls I don't understand what all this nonsense is over here in your America <laughs> Well, you wouldn't, mate, because I'm coming down in front of a giant bull for some reason. It's Vegas, baby. It's an exhibition fight. We can have fun. This is going to be great.
1: Yeah, uh, Apollo Creed has got what I refer to here as his day one pre-order DLC (laughs) outfit. He's got uh... (laughs) a... (laughs) <laughs> if he was a dvd he'd have a steel book case this oh, lad absolutely. with interchangeable art yeah.
0: cards it was something else he looks great meanwhile rocky paulie and duke i believe have got matching hugo boss hoodies on and they look like a bunch of fucking dogs <laughs> in the background red white and blue i think i knew apollo was in in a bad way
1: when you heard that the punch effects from drago were much more severe sounding than anyone that apollo could do yeah i would have had my ear open and would have given up after a round thinking there's (laughs) no way you like you if you heard that it sounds like a fucking traction engine being used to dismantle a
0: car it's something else the build-up to the fight by the way takes a real long time and i got this constant sense that like trying to pad out the runtime of this movie they wrote the script and it wasn't long enough for a feature film, They thought, well, we'll just get loads of footage and it'll be fine
1: i mean this is a long sequence big musical number big musical number big fight over the top sound effects whatever it is if you were like on the fence about the rocky sound effects of previous movies this ain't the movie for you because they dial it up to literally fucking 11 here and i love this part of the movie so much because it is basically in attempting to show you a fever dream of what it's like in boxing over the top it literally just becomes that it feels like
0: a fever dream it feels like
1: all the spectacle of a three-hour boxing events distilled <laughs> down into five minutes
0: the mustache on the fucking ring announcer gave me oh like david lynch vibes God. it didn't seem like
1: a real real person <laughs> i have a fun story about the first time i saw this movie which would okay. have been when i was a university student in galway and in the house i lived in we were up kind of halfway up a spirally road that went up to the top of a hill it was all one big estate but there was this big spirally road and at the mm. top of the hill there was a house that we had seen police cars outside of several times and we as assumed it was some sort of a crime house or perhaps a, a crime den and there oftentimes would be like you know things would happen we'd be peeking out the window going oh my god look there's police coming out of there whatever it may be me and two friends watched this movie we all saw it for the first time and when this scene was over we looked out the window and saw that a car had come out of the crime house done a big handbrake skid all the way down the spirally hill and crashed through the wall opposite our house like drove through it and there were cops everywhere and we didn't notice because we were so into this movie like literally the most interesting thing ever <laughs> happened outside our house. You they thought, drove oh, through these- a <laughs> wall, Sam, at high speed and there were like cops everywhere. And we were like living in
0: America. <laughs> you probably thought the Foley and sound effects are a bit much this time around. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Sounds yeah, like a you, you've, got, right? you've got, and here comes Draco with the right hand. Whoop! <laughs> <laughs>
1: Instead sort of a helicopter overhead.
0: <laughs> also, I can't let this go. Apollo being introduced as the Count of Monte Fisto. Oh, I mean, baby, it's the best name. Yes, please. Ivan's getting booed to fuck, so we can see where it's this is going. Because he's using those
1: illegal slow motion punches, they should be banned by the Boxing Commission. They're awful.
0: And his first words are, you will lose. Oh. Oh? Oh, no. But yeah, the actual fight. You know, the fights are always good in Rocky. They always look good. I always you know? have a good time. yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I kind of, I watch them and then I wish boxing was actually like that in real life. Which it isn't.
0: It really which isn't. Which it ain't. It absolutely ain't. Drago spends ages kind of dodging and weaving and then just goes in, I mean, literally in this case for the kill, which is uh, scary.
1: Yeah, I, I think that like there is something legitimately terrifying about just the size of him. And I like, I don't know how they put this together. All I know is that it is not without its risks. I know that Stallone said that he nearly felt like when he boxed, when they were doing their boxing bits in the movie, he said he thought he was going to die when he was facing him. Like, he, was just, he hit him so hard sometimes, often by accident. Right. So, yeah, oh. I think they kind of, there is a real life scary factor to this, which, you know, Apollo Creed's, is the last person you expect to see this happen to. And, you know, you see him at his most Apollo Creed ever, and then he's fucking killed
0: in front of you, you know? He's so full of life before his death. Also, I didn't know he was going to die when I wrote the following in my notes. Is Apollo a nice bit of cod? Because he just got absolutely battered. That's disrespectful, Sam, how dare no, he's you? really just... That is uh, it's bad, dead. though,
1: because I, I did know that he was going to die, and I wrote down, Apollo Creed? More like
0: Apollo Deeds. <laughs> he's dead he is dead and drago you know proper villain shit if he dies he dies i'm sure you know yourself if he if if he dies he dies sure that's the way sure i can't do anything about that don't be Um, looking at me again weird, (laughs) weird edits in this film the fucking freeze frame on drago's sweaty menacing i've just killed a man face what a face pause on that drenched in sweat and then fade to Apollo Creed's actual funeral I mean what a cut what a way to segue into it
1: so fucking good also as well like I've had a few times on this podcast I've said how I would like you know basically this podcast has become my rolling document about how I would like my funeral to go down (laughs) I said to Joe last night when I was watching, I was like, right, I'm very, very strict about this, but yeah. I do want them to play the funeral theme at my funeral because I feel no one does that anymore. Like, you know, it never gets played. Even in movies, they never played the, mo- the funeral theme. <laughs> it-
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, and I said, you should play that. And then Joe said, oh, that'd be very morbid, wouldn't it? And I said, no, absolutely not, because that's the point then. Someone can go, oh, it's very morbid, isn't it? And then we go into the, hey, guys, this shouldn't be a morbid affair Kevin wanted this to be a celebration of his life. Living in America. (laughs) And then we we get into it there. Now, look, that's obviously very difficult. And I wouldn't want to wish an unwanted tonal shift on any of my living friends or family at that point. So if you can't arrange that, and you heard it here now first, and my will shall be done. I want someone to promote a boxing match or a big fight. At the funeral. I feel like Rocky here He saw the opening He went for it He cut the fucking promo He laid down the challenge He yeah. laid down the ornate belt And we got a fucking fight Being booked I mean It's incredible stuff Big business at funerals it is.
0: Yeah If I'm still around God forbid um, <laughs> When you go Or likewise I will make sure There is big business Going down At the
1: funeral And don't Like don't get mixed up Where someone's like Oh this is a very sad And morbid affair And they'd be like Hey come on everyone Kevin would much rather A big fight Be signed Exclusively <laughs> (laughs) now between the heavyweight lineal boxing champion of the world don't do that oh it's tempting
0: though (laughs) yeah so i mean everyone in rocky's life is slowly going aren't they you know all of his mentors are dying he's had to give up the world heavyweight title in order to accept a fight with ivan drago here
1: i'm assuming it's because of the international boxing federation's rules
0: he's laid it down he doesn't want that title he just wants to avenge his friend and make a point here. Also, I love the design of the little magazine covers that yes. come up to like explain bits of the story every now and then. That's always fun. I love that. Like a newspaper cover, a magazine cover to explain something. Like the Bill and Ted fucking credit. Yeah. Easy peasy. Love that shit. Yeah, that's always great.
1: We have this big press event where the Soviets reveal that because of evolution, it's actually impossible for Rocky to win because his brain's not big enough, so sorry. And when are they doing it, Kevin? When's this happening? Get this, right? It's happening on Christmas Day for no pay in fucking Russia. Who's booking this? Vince McMahon, like... (laughs) Oh, come on, they need to see it down there in Russia. They love it. It's like, good Lord, no pay. I feel they should have made a bigger deal of it being on Christmas. Like Rocky trying to horse in the fucking the turkey and the stuffing into him and he has to go out and do the boxing. Jesus. Just Oh, God. Yeah, like, Vicar <laughs> <"Thicker> of Dibley <laughs> Christmas special meets Rocky is what I'm after here. Uh.
0: The argument for why they've got to do it in Russia is that Drago's had, like, death threats over here in America because... The Americans kill don't like someone. It. Look, <laughs> he kills if, someone.
1: Yeah, I think like you murdering someone in the ring, I'm not advocating death threats, but you know, if you're going to take pen to paper to write a letter, a strongly worded letter with implications of death, I mean, he's going to get a few after that. You're killing an yeah. icon in the ring now. You're going to get yeah. it.
0: It's going to happen Rocky has accepted this fight Without seemingly Once consulting With his wife And it's not just Taking a fight With someone who's killed Their friend recently And so she's probably thinking Well my husband And the father of my child Could die He's also doing it At Christmas And I think both of those things You probably need to Check in with your wife Before you You know Book a match like this
1: It is a bit of a Oh you want to have A special boxing Christmas Do you Rocky Okay that's how you want to do it I did like Polly Stand up
0: as the Unsilent majority That was hilarious Kevin, if there was ever going to be a day to have a boxing match, they did it one day too early, because if Yay! they did it on the... Because it's St. Stephen's Day! Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's good, it's good.
0: They could have called it the St. Stephen's Day Smackdown, so they could. The press are swarming uh, Adrian and saying, you know... What, what do you feel about this? And she she doesn't even know she doesn't know what's going on. She wants them to go away.
1: Oh, these paparazzi! They were awful. They're almost as bad as the paparazzi in Diana the Musical, except they didn't even do a song and dance. The fuckers! They're even worse. And a lot of people are doing song and dances
0: in this film, but not not the paparazzi. Not the paparazzi. Um, Rocky comes home. There's that real sad. You know, she's up on the stairs. He's down at the bottom. But really dramatic. Whoa. Looking, you know. Why'd you do it wrong? And she's like, we've had this chat before. And he's like, well, you know, I'm,
1: well, I'm going to go and die then, I guess. It's like He's so fucking <laughs> well,
0: morbid. Yeah. Uh, but um, I don't want to change. I can't change who I am. Uh, I'm a fighter. Uh, th- look, that man might kill me, but in order to kill me, he's got to accept that he could also die. So therefore, I'm willing to die. I'm going to Russia on Christmas to die. I'm going away for months now to die possibly at christmas
1: yeah it feels like there is meant to be this kind of undercurrent between like what you know the conversations that rocky and and apollo have and what rocky's saying here it feels like they are in the most oversimplified Rocky movie ever, trying to have the deepest philosophical talk about what it actually means to be a fighter, you know, like what it means to go and fight for, you know, for for money or for what you believe in or whatever it may be. And I just feel like it's kind of so much white noise because it just feels like this is the scene where someone tells Rocky he shouldn't go and do the thing that he's going to go and do. And because we've had it four times, it just, it feels a little bit weightless, you know, as a result.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a very vague theme of change that you can kind yeah. of pick up on. And I'm like, I guess that's all the dialogue has. is like people saying they can't change.
1: Like I literally started writing something about this and then I changed and wrote in an capital letters, There's No Easy Way Out, because then they went into a really great montage. no easy way Yeah. yeah. <g ediyor> <coughs> Fucking brilliant. Great music. Great montage. Yeah. It's so good. This is like the shining light source from which all FMVs have have (laughs) descended from. This is the primordial soup of all high octane. Oh, it's so good,
0: Sam. It's so fucking good it's a fucking jam Rocky's driving away in a sports car yeah I was writing something about the nature of change and whether a man can change and I was like ah oh, who gives a shit Rocky's in a sports car and there's this absolute jam playing.
1: and you have all the shots of Drago doing his yes, like fucking guy. shadow and they're flashing the lights on him oh my god yeah. like honestly it's funny because you know we mentioned you know WWE and UFC and a lot of the times you know when they're doing these big fights and they'll show those videos beforehand yeah they'll use a lot of this imagery of you know, like the, the flashing lights and the guy doing their pose and all that it it was like it was well worth remembering that this movie came out you know a long time before sports actually caught up with taking this presentation and making
0: it part of the drama you could very easily recut this to limp biscuits my way is all i'm saying oh, yeah unbelievably so and there was now a montage of footage from all the old films we got all of the song as well all yep. of the song and it's because a it's, very worth <laughs> of time. it's a very and long drive to russia that's why <laughs> No new material, a whole song's worth of footage from... You know, it felt like they were thin on the ground in terms of content, but when when you talked about this director's cut, they had loads of footage, presumably, extra really? stuff they could have used,
1: but... Look, say what you will, this is the most money-making Rocky picture of the entire franchise. It right. made big time bank and i think probably a reason why that worked is because if you're a rocky fan you liked it for deeper reasons you probably could have still enjoyed this even if you probably would have rolled your eyes apart and if you were just like i like america and fighting is cool you would this would have been your fucking then wet you dream of this movie it's yeah. easy peasy you know yeah. it's very easy to get on board as an american moviegoer with
0: this experience in the <laughs> 80s somehow that was basically a music video with a really great song and I, again i'm not mad about it i'm happy nope. about it I was very happy about that fact I forgot about the comic relief robot that's still there and I wrote down here I'm enjoying this in spite of the fact that I
1: am very very certain there's two more montages left in this (laughs) no I was wrong folks there's three more (laughs) montages left and we're over halfway through the movie at this point
0: we get a little bit of connection between Rocky and his son which we don't really see much of just basically sometimes I do get uh, I can't can't do Rocky sometimes I do get scared little boy uh,
1: the sweet Moment between Rocky and his boy was almost immediately undone by the fact that when they're playing, like, the nice blah 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 blum 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 he yes. has to, like walk head down past a robot to get into the car <laughs> he says don't forget to feed
0: your robot to his son that's like the last thing he says
1: oh paulie and the robot are on the outs now he's like ah the robot's always nagging me i'm gonna kill it all right i mean it is funny
0: Polly can't love that's the joke and again like adrian is looking out the window looking sad she doesn't even get to say anything she just gets to like look out the window and like be sad about the fact that rocky's going but once again i mean all of her concerns and genuine trouble that she has with with what's going on is always put aside by great music it's oh, like yeah. a- Adrian's there looking sad and then it's just like a fucking tune get out of the way let's Play some more fucking. Shut up Adrian, music. It's time for Burning Heart. Survivor
1: have got a fucking three album deal and they're putting them all into this goddamn movie. It was a fucking fantastic montage once we headed to the ice town that is Russia. And like when they get off the plane, the Paulie's, like, eh, this country don't look so tough. Like Rocky
0: was gonna overstart boxing like the fucking ground and the uh, the trees. Well Paulie has a little match with Russia because he falls in the snow. He just the Russia, the actual land and weather of Russia takes him down. He falls over. That's a bit of fun great stuff
1: did you hear his quip about going off to the icy place to Rocky what are you planning to grow reindeer oh Oh,
0: oh, fabulous. It makes me miss Apollo Creed and his uh, <laughs> ability to say <laughs> funny things. Yeah, here.
1: seriously. All right, we have like the Apollo's trainer and like, I feel like a lot of stuff with him, and I felt in the last movie as well, probably seems to have been cut out for one reason or another. But I think Polly is honestly surplus to requirements here. I'm not sure what he's doing other than having, like, probably they don't want him in the house with Adrian for Christmas. <laughs> That's it, like. There's secret police here. So KGB in the house or... KGB, Vidomya, as
0: I learned earlier today. Yay! I mean, nothing really comes of that. It's just to be like, hey, it's Russia at this point in time. So, you know, KGB going to be following you.
1: You've been followed by the KGB at Christmas. Like, that's going to be fun, isn't it? Mm. They're all looking at your presents and all that. Like (laughs) Chess and chipmunks is how they're spending their Christmas. It almost undoes the sanctity of the log cabin they find themselves in. I unironically love the setting of this part of the movie. It is beautiful. I want to go there. I want to be in a log cabin there. I love a log cabin. Oh, Oh. baby. I love a log cabin. It's so good. in a log cabin, please. I don't know if I want to do all these other log cabin activities, like do a training montage.
0: I'd probably rather take (laughs) steroids and do what Rocky does in this bit, if I'm perfectly honest. Oh, we get a bit of Apollo's former trainer, Duke, who's confining to Rocky, basically saying, you know, Apollo was like a son to him but Rocky's got to keep his spirit alive, got to keep on fighting, all that kind of stuff. A little bit of emotion, but then, you know, off we go. Montage time again.
1: Hearts on fire, strong desire. Fucking goes so goddamn good. Rocky grows a beard as the montage progresses. We see the age-old comparisons between old school, like, axe in a tree and new school punching a technology <laughs> punching a fucking yeah brilliant and then it's like at the end they kind of run out of comparison so it's like he's running around in an indoor track and rocky's got a cart with some logs on it
0: <laughs> well rocky's chopping down a legit tree but drago's cutting down legit men like that's yeah, right. the thing here
1: fucking drago's warrior rocky's just a surf from age empires one gathering wood and
0: fish <laughs> I think if the if the music wasn't so great, and it is great, I think I, I think the montages would have started to grate on me a little bit now. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. But like it. Yeah. I think enough time had passed. That I hadn't heard all of these songs in context, so I was just like absolutely on board and when the score is as good as it, as well as all them needle drops it yeah. absolutely just fucking sings to me so i probably don't want to watch this movie for another three
0: or four years after this point mind no but if that soundtrack had been a little bit worse we might have been in a bit more trouble in terms of enjoyment but because the songs are so brilliant It carries these montages, which they're they're not bad montages, they're just really overused.
1: But, like, you know, I'll say this they managed to find a way, as they did in Rocky 3, to make it, you know, different from normal. He's in much different settings and scenarios, and it's shot beautifully. When he's climbing that mount at the end, which is like, they don't have steps in Russia, so they have like mountains instead. It's like the equivalent Uh, of Philadelphia. Yeah. (laughs) Drago! Yo, Adrian! I got all the points of
0: interest now! (laughs) Well, I thought, right, that the montage has ended because Rocky sees Adrian, and I thought he was dreaming for a minute, but she's actually turned up to come and support him, and she loves him, and she wants to be there for him. Was the robot looking after the kid? What's going on? I was like, what's happening with Rocky Jr.? But yeah, the robot is literally looking after him. Fine. I thought that was the end of the montage, but we just go from that scene straight back into more of the same type of montage with the same message, the same thing, like Rocky's train is more real and grounded Drago's training is all technology and computers and steroids and shit Drago's running on a hill made out of machines Rocky's running up an actual fucking mountain mate made Make out of mountains oh and mountains and you know what I miss and that you don't see these days and you don't need to see but it's a shame helicopter shots mm. you know it's a pre-drone aesthetic and look that we might never really get back. I've grown to
1: appreciate drone shots recently I like just because drone shots. I've seen some ones that made me kind of go, oh, "Okay, you've used drones and a bit of technology to make it a less jarring experience." That like, yeah. my head has been taken off my body and is flying around the universe. But yeah, the copter shots here or the chopper shots, as they're also known, fucking. There's something
0: about filming out of a bird that always, you know, feels expensive. And fun and a bit sloppy and shit looking, but Rocky on top of a mountain shouting. Come on. Beautiful. We've come a long way since going up the stairs. You know, since And if you time.
1: think that, like, your Christmas was weird, well, at least you didn't spend your Christmas weird, stood on top of a mountain going,
0: DRANGER! It's the day of the big fight.
1: Polly has a very sweet moment Where he reveals how absolutely fucked up he is Where he's like Rocky I can't say this But I don't want to be me anymore And if I could just pull out a zipper And be someone else I wish you were inside of me Ah!"
0: Get this man into therapy (laughs) Fuck me yeah, he doesn't need a robot. He needs something uh, something more serious. But yeah, it's day of the fight and the crowd, the Russian crowd, booing the fuck out of Rocky, understandably.
1: Look, I want to be very careful how I tread here because obviously I'm always giving the British Empire a hard time here. Mm. And far be it from me to be handing out praise to nasty regimes willy-nilly. Yep. And there's no good <laughs> way... <laughs> There's no good way I can continue the sentence, say what you will about the Soviet Union. But say yeah. what you will about the Soviet Union, they know how to dress an arena. Be Ooh. it chess, be yep. it boxing, and they can belt out a national anthem, which happens to be yes I'm sorry, objectively the best national anthem that any country or organization has ever put forward. It's just All too right. good. And it's actually translated when it's no na, no na, no na, no no, it's actually translated into live in the soviet
0: union and it's it's just this is james brown to these people right say what you will mate when rocky came out i was singing god save the queen and you can't stop me no matter how hard you try all Look, right bit of rocky bit of best of british It's what he's there for he's fighting for king and country you know meanwhile his child and his child's friend they're at home and he's like that's my dad and his mates are like i know what do you think we are nerds in the background the robot's got tinsel and a santa hat on and it's looking after children bringing them milk and cookies i mean come on that's the dream isn't it like you know that's their christmas day that's christmas day for those kids being babysat by a robot look if someone came to you when you were a child and
1: said look you're not going to have christmas with mom and dad this year it's only for one year it's not going to happen and you're like but then they're like it's this robot oh and not every kid but I'd say a good Softened 6 out of 10 kids would be like you
0: know what I'm fine with this for once yeah. one year okay. okay give me the robot Christmas robot yeah I mean the giant fucking Soviet portrait of Drago the big you know propaganda looking poster with the
1: fireworks around it as well baby it does That's look good so it does great. look great yeah. love it absolutely yeah. love it it's so fucking brilliant and he has another one of his iconic lines I must break ye very good <laughs> I have in depth notes for this fight here. Do you? Bop, 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 bop. That's the
0: bigger punches. I've written down here bish, bush, bop, 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 bop. I mean, it's just. It's real. Then, there's a moment where they go down onto the mat and the
1: announcer's like, it's become a literal gutter war. And it's like, is there any way boxers can fight on the floor? And it's all like, look at them writhing around in the gutter like a bunch of fucking tramps.
0: Like, what? They're just fighting on the ground. That's grand. I mean, the foley and the sound effects are still very silly sounding.
1: Yes, my favorite one being whoop-a. That's, that's <laughs> the best one. <laughs> I like to think that when they were doing it, they were making their own noises, going, whoop, boop, beep, boop, boop, boop,
0: Yeah. But Rocky's taking a fucking pounding here. Jesus Christ. I mean, it's not looking Bleed good that for is him. fucking eye. Before. It's gross. Yeah. Ah. And he sees three Dragos at one point. But Duke's response, hit the one in the middle. I mean, that's top notch funny stuff there. Yeah. And also, I would yep. think that that would definitely be the correct answer in every single case. Where you see three of something just go for the one in the middle
1: i swear like you know i mean i know that people get scammed all the time doing these like kind of card tricks and ball in the cup and all that and the shell game and whatnot but like have you tried picking the middle one that's all i'm saying like because it
0: feels right if i can see three of them out there middle for diddle mate middle for diddle <laughs> all right <laughs> At the end of the day, middle for diddle.
1: Oh my, Rocky Balboa is winning over this hostile partisan capacity crowd in Moscow. Yeah. Look, there's no way we can recount this because this is literally like 30% of the movie, the spice. But like, <laughs> you know, they fucking bosh each other. What do you want to know? Like,
0: It's good. It's great. It looks good. It both kind of makes me want to watch real boxing and also reminds me that I have no interest in actual boxing.
1: Here's the why you're right to avoid watching actual boxing having watched this. Mm. When the fictional show of professional wrestling, when they have put on boxing matches, either with actual legitimate boxers or wrestlers who have legitimate boxing backgrounds playing a boxing match, it just doesn't work. It it simply doesn't. You need to have the foley in there, I guess, for it to actually have that impact so maybe if there's some intrepid person out there on youtube who finds classic boxing fights and then puts in these crazy over-the-top sound
0: effects that'd be great i could watch that all day and tell you what do a montage in the middle so we don't have to watch all the rounds just do like the first few and the last few and then in the middle like a song that sounds like the final countdown but isn't but is over the top of it and it's great And you know what I like about
1: Rocky fucking going on the victorious side and and rallying? He fucking sticks it right down that nasty Soviet premier's throat. He's like looking at him going, dig this.
0: Whoopah! Yeah. I mean, there's good faces. There's good punching faces. It's good action. It looks good. I don't
1: think there is the level of threat that there is in any of the other Rocky movies like it's a foregone conclusion going into it like you don't like even though Drago is made out to be the most scary guy but I don't feel like you have those moments because I guess it's the first and only time that Rocky fights in this movie that yeah. you don't think oh Rocky can't do it you know because he gets killed at the start of Rocky 3 and Rocky 2 he's fresh off of you know not winning you know not losing but not winning so you kind yeah. of you don't have those doubts he feels battered but definitely like he's
0: gonna win rocky can't lose against the russians man yeah. that's not gonna happen how else are we gonna end the cold war <laughs> well speaking of which the russian crowd are shouting for rocky drago he says he fights for himself not for anyone else and looks at is gorbachev is there i uh, think it's just the premiere. they say okay so. it looks it looks like him it could be but he does say you're dead to uh to rocky before the final round but this point they're pretty evenly matched towards the end it's just two lads knocking the fuck out of each other it's
1: and juke is like you just have to keep hitting them just keep hitting them it's like <laughs> so i can fucking him. i wouldn't feel embarrassed to tell a boxer that it seems a bit obvious keep
0: hitting him mate keep hitting him fucking waffle him more hitting he's no mate of yours go on eat him No, keep hitting the middle one the middle one <laughs> middle for diddle go on hit him the music being timed with the final punches yeah that's cool great drago's down rocky's won he's lifted up on the shoulders of everyone even the russian crowd are happy
1: and he cuts the fucking the speech here <laughs> this this is like you know what uh. mr reagan mr gorbachev yeah. dig this and he's like better uh. two guys in here than 20 million out there I fucking love that It's so simplistic It's so brilliant And you know what? there's so many movies that get kind of labeled as being like you know oh this is pro this or that you know this glorifies war this glorifies one country that has a bad rap or whatever yeah there's something really pure about Rocky and the most of the people who would have watched this movie thinking hey yeah we could settle all of the global (laughs) political differences by just having a proper boxing match you know better that like you know
0: yeah it's quite reductionist and simplistic
1: but like on the grand scheme of things it's a lot less like someone can't take that And then come away and like have a plot in their head about how they're going to fucking sort out the politics of the world. It seems like tame by comparison to some of the other, you know, war
0: glorifying movies we would have seen in the 90s. And we bring back the point about change, you know. Uh, I came in here expecting you all to hate me because I'm from America, but uh, you guys were all really nice to me. So, uh, and, you know, I was fighting a guy in here and, you know, I could change. And if I could change, then you could change and everybody could change. And then they all go wild. All the Russians start applauding. Even the the Premier.
1: Yeah, take that, you fucking Premier.
0: Rocky's defeated Russia. Yay! Or he's unified Russia. Or he's made Russia. Rocky has solved the Yo, Cold Mr. War.
1: Gorbachev, will you tear down, tear down that wall? huh? You know, I don't like, I don't like
0: walls so much. You know, kind of feel like you shouldn't have them. No. He wishes his son a Merry Christmas, and off we go. That's the end of Rocky. Rocky won the big fight.
1: I'm really sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Rocky four. There we go. Rocky four, Rocky Ivy, baby.
1: I oh. had so much fun watching this movie. It it honestly, it made me feel giddy like Christmas. You know? Yeah. It yeah, it, yeah. it really had that just brilliant simplistic vibe to it I enjoyed it probably more than any other time I'd watched this movie I was really in the mood for this it feels like any criticism that we have labelled at this movie here it feels none of those things actually stood in the way of you enjoying this installment of the Rocky Saga
0: no not at all so my things are you know Adrian not having anything to do there's barely any dialogue in this film there's a fucking robot every other scene is a montage there's maybe an hour's worth of actual footage in this film and then half an hour of the previous films but it's so much damn fun The music is so good.
1: Is this more what you thought Rocky was going to be when we first watched the first Rocky? Because I do recall that you were not expecting the sweet romantic comedy with the dumb guy who (laughs) likes to tell jokes and the pet shop owner who's very socially anxious. But like, you know, it feels like this is more of, if you ask just some Joe Blow off the street who didn't know and hadn't seen any Rocky movies, what do you reckon Rocky is? They probably think it's like this.
0: Yeah, and you know, sometimes that's what you want. You just want that pure distilled kind of mindless, brainless fun.
1: Can you draw a line from this to Rocky One, though? Because like I feel like if you saw Rocky One and I showed you this, other than Mick being gone, you might be a bit confused about that. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 kind of like a it's like the frog in the water that the temperature is being raised. It's just a slow decline into maddening, yeah. just fucking pure montage sports zaniness. <laughs> Whereas if you went from one to four,
0: you'd get a little bit of like...
1: you get a bit, you get the bends or something like that. Like yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, but we've been there for the last two. You know, we've mm. seen how it's changed. It is kind of a negative trend in a way, but it's not any less fun. It's not any less enjoyable. But does
1: this, like, have any sort of a foreboding effect for Rocky V then, you know, mm. knowing that this feels like they've cashed in every single chip and they have went all in on just pushing it over the top and it feels, I don't know, it's hard. You can't go back after this, it feels
0: like. You Where know? do you go from there, you know? How do you follow that? What do you do now?
1: You know, when when I came here, the the people on Mars were, were real, you know, they didn't accept me, but, you know, you changed people on Mars, and I changed.
0: And that's why we're going to have oxygen for everyone. Yo, Kohagen, fuck you, man. Get these people air. Look, this is the... <laughs> this is the Super Smash Brothers Ultimate <laughs> of rocky i'm like i'm happy it's here and it's like it's everything we want is here but mr Sakurai needs a rest after this is what you're telling me (laughs) you can't make another one after that you've put everything into this one it's you know it's exactly what we wanted and you've done it but how do you where do you go from there I'm, I'm, i'm curious about rocky v
1: we will have to watch rocky v eventually but like just
0: the question of where is that the last of the mainline rocky well the mainline original rocky films
1: no, because I think that the sixth Rocky movie, which is just Rocky Bal, I I would yeah. consider that part of this canon. But that still,
0: came out a lot later.
1: It did. That was. It came out in two
0: thousand, like seven or eight, I believe. Five was sort of the last of the original lot. I'm not saying it's the last of the series, but no, but it was. It was definitely a punctuation of some sort. <laughs> right. I'm so curious about Rocky Five now. <laughs> I would happily, right, after recording this, go straight into watching Rocky Five and talk about Rocky Five. That's how much I had fun with Rocky Four.
1: But like the fact that you said you could go right into it now, that's saying that yeah. this still has done something positive because you still have an appetite for Rocky even though oh, absolutely. critics of this movie would say this is so excessive that you'd have anything other than a taste for Rocky. But as excessive as it is, it is a remarkably restraint in delivering things like dialogue or, you know, shit that actually, you know, you have to think about or whatever. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, they they say sometimes switching your brain off is fun. Like, you literally, you don't switch your brain off, you fucking hook it into standby mode on into
0: this movie and it'll take care of the thinking for you i'm sure there could have been a day where i wasn't in the right mood for this but it just it got me at the right time you know well, it was not this day i needed something like this and it it works it's fucking rocky magic and it's more rocky
1: i kind of feel like we've missed a trick of this episode could have just been some licensed music you know and uh we had like nine lines to say about this movie and then we just got to the just star <laughs> wipe rating i'm, I'm amazed I'll, that I'll we've actually cut
0: of it yeah <laughs> <laughs> cut bits from the previous review. <laughs>
1: Ha-ha! Uh... (laughs) Yeah. I am amazed though like that we managed to actually talk for as long as we did because again like, I just like, I think I had like three pages of notes like, it was like, the least amount yeah. of notes I think I've ever had for a movie ever but you had a good time had a great time yeah I obviously am very aware as are you because you, you talked about it, but in the pre-swirl of the previous Star Wipe ratings they're kind yeah. of hanging over us a little bit here but I'm deadly curious to know and I'm sure everyone else is as well
0: what is your Star Wipe rating please for Rocky Ivy I'm not letting that influence me I had a great time Mm-hmm. Four star wipes You heard it here first Ding ding Oh thanks for listening to another episode Of Cinema Swell This episode was produced by Kevin Edited by me Sam And I also did the music If you want to support the show Then patreon.com forward slash cinema Is the way to go If you want to follow us on the socials, we're at Cinemaswirl on Twitter and Facebook.com forward slash Cinemaswirl on Facebook, which is where our votes for episodes take place. If you've got questions, queries, comments, or anything else for the mailbag, then send it on over to cinemaswirl at gmail.com. That's cinemaswirl at gmail.com. Please do keep recommending the show to your friends if you think they'll like it, or even if you don't think they'll like it, just recommend it anyway. Oh, and if there are any bits in recent episodes that you think would make particularly nice video clips, you know, the kind of thing we've had on our socials recently, then send us a tweet and let us know. Alright, we'll see you next time. Cheers, bye.